something nice. Maybe a used Mercedes or something. Let him live out. But boom. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. We're back. It's a Tuesday. And uh, I'm not sure how your Monday went, but my Monday was a little melancholy yesterday. We uh, we had a celebration of life on Gabby's side of the family, um, which was unbelievable. I mean, it was, you know, when people come together to celebrate somebody who's passed, um, stories and, and just unbelievable stuff. So, but to just be completely transparent, she's with some serious heavy hitters because she's right next to Don Shula. So, you know, I believe if you're going to go for the long-term ride, you might as well, might as well have some company, right? Let me, with the right people. She is with the right people. So it was an unbelievable ceremony. Shout out to the whole Ray family. Yesterday we celebrated Nella. Was- and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, really good stuff. You asked me about my day. You know, my day was um, wrapped in Martin Luther King. He was living in my bones and in my spirit. And I had coaching calls all day, really a very spirited day. And that's really the power of having, you know, these people who have sent the elevator back down with great messaging. Lots of good folks in the huddle this morning. Ken Parzarelli, come on, brother. The Wolfman is here. Rick Whalen, we have not seen him all year. So he makes, there is a Rick Whalen spotting. Jeff Klugerman, um, Corey Disson, Christian White from United Way. Um, so we're bringing some heat today. I'm a little jealous because it's your show, brother. <laughs> well, you know, there's no ego here. It's all good. Every everyday people show up. We appreciate it. We were talking about that earlier, how just we continue to get feedback from people of how much they enjoy the show. And we really, really appreciate it. And we appreciate the community that we're building here. And I think that's uh, so important, especially, you know, from what I was talking about yesterday and just the impact of life and even thinking about Martin Luther King you know, he was so unbelievable about inspiring people to move with his words, but not move for him, move for them. Clearly. And, and, and lead from the front, but not pound his chest about this is my movement lead from the front is I'm willing to be in the action with you. And I'm willing to do the things I'm saying and, and I'm asking you to do. So just there's so many great leadership lessons from him. He's such an unbelievable human um, I read a book to Kai last night about a kid's book about Martin Luther King. So very, very cool stuff. You know, that's really the power of books is that they leave a legacy. You know, people ask me like, hey, why, you know, what made you write a book? I could care less whether I sold one book or not. I have something that Kai can look at, you know, that you boys have about who I was and the people I met and what I did. So it's all about legacy. Uh, you know, what's interesting about the huddle is we come up with these new topics every day, these great kernels of ideas that help shape people's character and activities. And then it it kind of flows right into my coaching calls. I was with yeah. uh, Ed Dykes yesterday and we were like, he was bringing up stuff from the huddles you know, yep. and saying, hey, I want to go deeper on this. And so it really has a, a, a broader benefit. And listen, truth of the matter is, you know, for me, the work that we do when it crosses over to be friends, yeah, we have a responsibility to do what we do. But Ken Punzarelli, lifetime friend, for sure, the Wolfman, when he's in Palm Beach. Ed, I'm having dinner at the Hard Rock. I'm going to speak to his team again Friday night. He, like, asked me, he goes, you know, if you're going to come for dinner, could you like speak to my team for a little bit? I said, absolutely. <laughs> so, so I am, I am planning on breaking the dry January. 
with ah, We're going to get into Sincoro. So uh, the break will happen with uh, Michael Jordan tequila pretty damn good. So thank you, brother. Well, there's no better way to break it. But uh, Shay, why don't you wake us up with the morning music? One of these days, one of these days when we're capable of creating an event for uh, the huddle, when everybody's together, I want to dance with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, for sure. I want to bring up Christian White's comments because uh, one of the best years of my life was uh, when, I, when you were five and I basically committed the year to you, picked you up every day, went to the beach and read to you. And I firmly believe that that year had a major impact on the human being you are. Um, can't explain that for Jake, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, and it's interesting because Jake and I kind of had that same moment, you know, when we had some things happen in our family where I had to spend a lot of time with him. Um, and, you know, it's very similar. It was, hey, you're coming with me and I'm going to I'm gonna teach you how to hang with me and we're going to spend a, a lot of time together talking and developing. And it was really awesome. But I want to talk about appreciation for the minute for, for a minute, because number one, appreciating everybody who comes in. We don't shout everybody out every morning, but really appreciate you, Larry Long Jr. for being here every morning. Michelle Morrison, Katie Donahue is a name that I don't see all the time, but Bob Goldberg is here every day. And bringing their tribes. I mean, Emily I Maker, Glenn Hurley, just Pam Constantino, Greg Briscoe, like you guys are here consistently. We appreciate you guys. Appreciate you saying good morning. So even on the days that we don't shout out to you, we do appreciate you and we're here with you. And I want to show this moment from sports this weekend because it's a great moment of appreciation and it's one of the greatest moments in sports I've ever seen in my life. Shay, show me the... So for those of you who don't know what that was, that was Tom Brady after the game coming out to the field to hang with Drew Brees and his family for a while. They hugged. You could see them talking about the game and talking about plays that went this way and that way that made a difference in the game. And then Tom Brady picking up a ball and throwing a, a touchdown pass to one of his sons as, as he's playing against his twin brother. But just the appreciation for each other as competitors, the appreciation for each other as high performance athletes, and just the appreciation of guys who just laid it all out on the line and regardless have mutual respect for each other because they push each other to be the best. So, you know, it comes down to choices. They spent two hours after the game. Now you can imagine all the people that were clamoring to be with them who they said no to. They said, no, there's something more important in this moment 
you know, and I talked about this. Um, I had a great call with uh, with Lori Salarillo yesterday, and I'm so jacked to be continuing the work with her and her team. But it was about win. What's important now? That was what was important right at that moment, not going in the locker room, being with the guys, not doing the interviews, not going out drinking, celebrating, popping champagne and shit like that. It was what was important right at that moment. And you really got to respect those guys as human beings because the, the, the more clutter in your life, the harder it is to make those decisions. And sure. man, what a shining moment. I mean, if that doesn't bring tears and warmth to you, then what does? So while that was happening, there was another post-game press conference that was happening that there was a nugget dropped in there that we have to share in this huddle because it's spot on for what we talk about. Shay, show us the post-game comment. Yeah. Uh, not sure if you're on uh, social media, but the hashtag anything is possible seems to be taking flight. Uh, Patrick has even tweeted it after the game. But talk about the brotherhood, your teammates and the love that, uh, of your teammates and the love that they show for you. Yeah, I mean, other than uh, LinkedIn, I don't think hashtag uh, any given sunny or Sunday or any given possible is going to show up on LinkedIn. But um, no, um, it's great. <laughs> shout, out, shout out to Chad Henny for being on LinkedIn and being the only social media platform that he uses. How about shout out to him because he knows what LinkedIn is? <laughs> yeah, correct. And he's using it. It says, hey, aside from LinkedIn, if it's not showing up there, I'm not seeing it. There's a guy who's 35 years old. He's at the, you know, obviously the, he's more of a coach than he is a player, which is a valuable, valuable person to have on your team. Think about the teams you work with. Who are the senior people who have been there, done that, and are sharing their wisdom with everybody else? Real valuable lessons there. Um, and anything is possible. Um, <laughs> it shows up again. <laughs> amazing, man. Amazing. It's really great stuff. So we appreciate you guys for being here this morning. Obviously, unbelievable appreciation moments there. But, you know, my dad, you talked about it. Like, they disciplined themselves. They said no to things. That's going to be the content of today is we're going to dive into 10 traits that I've pulled out from the book Relentless. And shout out to David Thomas, who sent us sent me an email asking if I had read that book. And I had. And we, I told him, I said, we're going to talk about it on the huddle, actually. So before we get, dive in to the 10 traits, Shay play us the morning motivational music. First of all, but I think here's something really important. 
he's training with Creed. You know, he's not doing it alone. And I deal with people all the time who like try and go it alone. I had a conversation yesterday with a young kid who goes to MIT. He had the balls to reach out. I had a virtual coffee with him. He's working on something that I could give him some advice. And I said, dude, you got it. You figured it out. You don't have to do this yourself. Latch on to two or three people like me who are willing to share. You'll wipe out all the mistakes. And so that's what training is all about, pushing. And I love it. Just outstanding. Yeah. And so we can jump around when we get into these traits. But for those of you who haven't read the book and shout out to uh, Lori, because she said a leader in our community called me that a cleaner, because he identifies three types of people in the book. There's coolers. There's um, what's the second one? There's coolers and, and there's closers there's, and cleaners. And cleaner. Right. And, and closers are like that high performance person, but maybe, and that's kind of where I got my three C's from where I talked about compliant, committed and compelled. It was that same kind of mindset of identifying people's behaviors. They're all acceptable, you know, because they're all going to, they're all going to move you forward, but you have to separate the average from the good and the great. Um, and so to me, when I read cleaner, I immediately went to the, the New Zealand all blacks. And yeah. how they they clean the you know they they're the ones who clean the locker room they literally. clean the shed literally, literally. Right. the all stars on the team as a team they do that so you know Lori said she took it as an insult at first until she knew what it was but you know understanding what that cleaner is but I instantly go to Harvey Keitel man he's the cleaner yeah. <laughs> no problem I got no. it get me some coffee we'll get this thing fucking fixed. Man. So I'm going to jump to number eight just because it's on the topic of what we're talking about. But, you know, so when we talk about 10 traits of people that are relentless, right? And for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, Tim Grover wrote the book Relentless. He's trained guys like Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Dwayne Wade, just to name a few of the people. But he was able to watch these guys and pull out the things and the traits that he saw in them and wrote about them. And number eight, which is they surround themselves with people they trust. And the way they build trust with people is it's the foundation that they show up the same every time for them. And there's no bullshit there. They're going to keep it real. They're going to keep it 100. They're going to keep it authentic with them to tell them the truth all the time. And there's not a lot of those people. So for Tom Brady and Drew Brees, who at the end of that game, they could have chosen to be with anybody they chose to be with somebody who's aligned with them, is very similar to them in the in the way in the way that they prioritize what's important and go about their business, and that's who they choose to spend their time with. So I think you hit on something really deep. So I think at different stages of your life, you recognize what's really important. You know, I was twenty nine or thirty. You know, and business was off the chart beyond any imagination that I could have as a kid growing up, that that was my business, what we were doing. My choices sucked because I didn't have the, the, the rear view mirror. I couldn't look back and say, oh, this is all bullshit because as soon as the money and the cars and the, the, the phones go away, so do those people, you know? Different yep. stages of your life, you get to look back and see results and go, you know what? And so I'm sure Brady and, and you know, they're at the, a different stage of their career. Lamar Jackson, win or lose, might be acting differently, you know? Well, and another one is they trust their instincts. Another characteristic of being a cleaner is they trust their instincts. Now, 
those instincts are, are built on two things personal learned experience and experience learned from other people that they've been able to gather. Like that's my advantage. That's Jake's advantage. That was Jake's advantage in coaching was he was able to learn from my 10 years of experience before he jumped in. So he was ahead of the curve. Similar to me with you, I was able to learn from your experiences because you were my mentor and you were able to pass those things down to me and the experience I've had myself. So, but they trust them. They don't overthink them. They don't get paralyzed, you know, paralysis of analysis and taking in all the data. They're really good at synthesizing the information to make a decision of this is in line with the things that I want to do or the, or my priorities, or it's not. And they have no problem saying no. Yeah. I think, you know, one of the cool things is, is that, you know, for me, all of the exposure I had to trainers, coaches, business mentors, I chose to take a little piece of everybody and make it my own. You know, we talk about this, that my process is not brain surgery. It's just little pieces of things that I understood that successful people were doing already. I'm watching it. I'm going, why do I need to create it, man? Wake up early. It's not, you know, brain surgery. I get more done than most people. So, you know, it's like I'm, I was not the smartest or the best looking, although some ladies do think that. <laughs> Um, um, you know, so, so I do want, I do want to make ahead. a parallel here, though, yeah. that this kind of book, which many people have, you know, produced it, it's what my book is essentially the rules, mirrors good to great, which is Jim Collins' book, which sure. does the same thing in business. There sure. are business traits that people do that create businesses. What allows them to go from good to great, how do they break that barrier? And it comes down to choices, man. I love it. So throw up Rick Whalen's comment because you know he says the constant desire to get better, to get better, no matter how much success you have. That's the the first trait that you can pull out of the book is they keep pushing themselves harder when everyone else has had enough, and that's both good and bad. So that's dealing with success and not saying, oh, well, I've arrived. And I know I can now take my foot off the pedal. It's continuing to push once they've had success, but it's also the mental fortitude to deal with adversity when things aren't going well to say, I don't care. I'm going to show up time after time after time. So Mark, you can unpack that one statement and really drill down to where some people don't know what success is. They don't know what they're looking for. So they're constantly searching and it's never enough. You know, and that's burnout. That's like, yep. you know, that's where you lose all the things that are important in your life because you're so busy chasing it, knowing what you're specifically looking for. And we break it down in 90 day increments, even with each other. What does success yep. look like 90 days from now? So we're very tuned in in 90 day increments so that as you're climbing the mountain, oh, okay, I can celebrate this win. I don't have to drive myself crazy that I'm not at the top yet. I'm going there, you know? And a, a, a thousand percent because you, they also do an unbelievable job of defining success as the behaviors and not the result. Right. Tom Brady feels good when they executed a high level in the game, not necessarily because they scored 75 points, but because they went 80 percent on third down because they averaged four yards a run. He's got the game broken down into these tiny little segments that says, if we execute well, if we stay away from penalties, if we run the ball well, if we do well on third down, we're going to have success. The results will be there. Similar for the way that we talk. How many quality conversations are you having in a day? 
right? How are you leveraging the tools around you to drive conversations, to find opportunity? If you're not breaking down your success that way, and you're only looking at the monthly number or your revenue at the end of the year, you're not focusing on the right things to build the right culture for yourself. Forget about anybody else. I mean, out is sponsored by Casey Delapena. Just, just so that you know, that's the, <laughs> the heat shout out. So, um, um, you know, for me, I think it freaks people out when I start coaching them and I say, okay, how are we going to measure this thing? And we actually create measurements and they go, well, no one's ever asked me to measure it. And I go, well, that's probably why it's not successful. <laughs> it's like, it doesn't even matter. But if you start at A and success is B, you're trending in the right direction. Same thing as pipeline development. You don't need to close something, that's an outcome, but you need to do the activities that build it and get you moving forward. So, you know, th this sums up a category of success leaves clues. And if you look around, you don't have to mirror everybody, but you do need to have your own process. A thousand percent. And, and the last one that I want to talk well, about. Casey says we owe two dollars every time, man. <laughs> okay, so let's do the math. Let's measure that. Yeah. That's two dollars <laughs> ten bucks a week. It's forty bucks a month. It's one hundred and twenty a quarter. I'll tell you what. I'll take yeah. that money and buy heat seats. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, but but so the last one I want to end with is they expect people to rise to their level of execution. They set the standard really of what good. the execution looks like and then demand that from everybody around them, not by just verbally beating everybody to death about it, but by doing it time after time. And the expectation in their brain is, is that everybody around me has to play at my level because I play that way. And you can see that in Tom Brady. You can see that in Michael Jordan. You can see that in Kobe. You can see that in LeBron, that people that those those cleaners they bring people with them they're magnets and they're willing to say if you're not willing to move come to my level that doesn't mean that you're going to be an all-star you just have to compete at the level that i'm willing to compete if you're not willing to do that you don't fit in here and i don't want you around and that's the discipline it is fun watching and this weekend you'll see one game that has the old uh, old, old guard and one game that has the young guard um, you know, as far as quarterbacks. And so, you know, uh, you look at a guy like Mahomes, Mahomes, who has unbelievable physical talent, unbelievable mental talent. He might be the combination, the greatest combination of all of those guys. But, you know, Green Bay, Tampa Bay is a war. Oh, yeah. It's going to be super 10 degrees, At 10 degrees, man. You know, you want to see a test, man. It's, it's going to be unreal. So um, fantastic stuff. I think we got through five of them. There's five more. I'm happy to jump into a conversation with somebody if you want to hear the other five, if you want to go deeper on some of the topics that we talked about. But great start to the Tuesday. Be a cleaner. Be relentless. I think D said unrelenting, which is another synonym for relentless. So uh, fantastic stuff this morning. Take it away, Shay. <laughs>